Okay. Um, for all of you who are mice and efforts to come out there, of Shavuos. Actually, your wife is mice and efforts to send you out there, of Shavuos. So, uh, a little overview of Samanyani uh, Talmateri. The sheet in front of you is what we're up to in Parag Shlishi. And the Rambam Malacha Hey, Malacha Hey test is very stark. And um, if you uh, work for a living, after you get finished with this, you'll understand that it's a big mitzvah to work. But you have to know how much work and how much learning. But I'll let the Rambam speak for himself. Don't have to give that uh, introduction. Halacha hey. Do we have a copy? Tchilas Dina Shaladam and Nidan Ella Al Hatamud. Tesis actually discusses a steer here. One Gemara says that both Gemaras say there are a number of questions they start off the din with. And they go from the bar mitzvah on every second of the life they play the whole videotape. Before they get to that, there are a number of primary questions. So one Gemara has the first question as, did you learn as much as you could? And the other Gemara has that the first question, the second question is on Talmud the first question is, did you do business honestly? So it's a stereo. Which ones are they both important? Which one, uh, I mean, it's the top two. Which one is number one? Which one is number two? So Taisa says, depends who they're talking to. If it's somebody who is Tarosam uh, Nasa versus somebody who's in business. Um, they say over, Kalski always used to have a, uh, a very interesting shot here. It sounds like the Pashup shot. Really, the first question is Talmud Torah. You have a number of exemptions for Talmud Torah. You're allowed to eat. Which is not, not an exemption. You can learn while you eat. You're allowed to sleep. Uh, even if you dream and learning while you sleep. I don't know if you get the mitzvah Talmud Torah. It just shows you my drega. So you're allowed to sleep and you're allowed to go to work to the extent you have to and you have various paterim. At that time, you, you're putter. So they have to, the primary exemption we use, number one, is probably working. We probably work more than we sleep. So in order to figure out how much time you had to learn, they have to first ask you to do business honestly. Because if you weren't doing business honestly, you had no right to be doing business. It's the Torah. Besides the Geneva. You had no right to be, you didn't have an exemption here. You put it under the exemptions, you didn't have an exemption over here. So first they ask you, it's a brilliant shot. First they ask you, did you do business honestly? If you did, and you needed to do it, so then you had the headers. Then we now know how much time you had left to learn. Out of that time, did you, you utilize your time properly? But uh, if not, then you have another eight hours or ten hours you have explaining to do. That's what he says. What? So is somebody actually bought him or somebody's extremely well. Right. Does he have to do anything else to learn? If he can learn, he has no head. The Ramam is going to spell that out. The Ramam is very crystal clear. And by the way, the best place to read this in the Ramam is the Ramam one is it goes on to say that if you can work a couple of days, I was day and learn, that's the best way to go. You don't have to come on to anybody. Just what Moshe has a truth, he says today, we're not cut out for that, which is why we have Kailu. It's not a steer between them. Everybody quotes this Ramam against Kailu. Ramam is not against Kailum. The Ramam is one that brings down Yisach HaZvulim and Shevet Levi. It's uh, my Ramam is misquoted. Um, but that's only to the extent the Ramam spelled this out right here that you need it. You don't need it, and you cut out to learn. Now, you'll argue maybe there's some people who can't learn uh, 16 hours a day, so then maybe it's better if they keep the family business and they give that much more tzedakah, so then, uh, then maybe that would be a trade-off. You know, if you got to relax a little also. So after a half hour of golf, I know golf doesn't take a half hour. It's longer. It takes at least 40 minutes of uh, the game. 
but uh, how much time do you need to relax? You, need, you really need three, three, four hours a day of golf? Hardly questionable. Exercise. What? Exercise. Exercise. Golf is, is not exercise now. <laughs> I can get you, get you the same exercise a lot quicker. Uh, so, um, so we assume, yes, if he, if he can... Yes, this, I'm telling you, I'm just using this as the pre-Shavuos warmer-upper because this is, we usually discuss in Yali Talmatera of Shavuos. This is difficult stuff, yeah. You know, we, we think, we'd like to think so. I don't know. I'm not convinced only because, I'll give you an example. Time of Chizkiyah He had a very interesting program to push people to learn. He made a, 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 a I guess it wasn't a divine edict, it is, it's Mr. Therese. He made a, he made a Gzairus HaMelech and he said everybody's got to show up to the best Medrash. And once they went there, he put this big guy in the back who stood there like this with a gun. And anybody who wanted to leave, he had orders to cut off his feet or shoot him. So you say, that sounds like a kviyad datit. The answer is, of course it was. But uh, he knew that inherently he didn't want to learn. And he just, uh, in case anybody wanted to take too long a coffee break, he, um, as the mafia would say, he explained it to them. So nobody left. You know what happened? After a few years, they gave Bechinas and all the way to Sarom, Midan Vad Be'er There was not a kid who didn't know Ganshah's backwards and forwards, including Tomb of a Tyrant. The answer is it was a great incentive. But he, he broke the fallacy. We have a guy standing by the door, the way, in case anybody's thinking of uh, leaving. Uh, uh, it's, it, you see that with a great incentive, we could do a lot more than we think we could do. Is it mamish everybody? I, I don't think so. I agree with you. But I don't know if it's the extent that we, we, we like to friend for, for ourselves that, that we really can't, where in reality we really can. You have that story with the Yes, I was about to say it over. Yeah, you're a bigger bucky in the sham than I am. Uh, I, I'm fond of telling over the story which he just mentioned. I had, uh, when I was in Mesmer, I was learning with a bacher who um, everybody, like he was given to me by somebody who told me, like, you know, good luck. You know, if you can get him to concentrate for more than five minutes, you know, shkayach. And he was, I don't know, 10th grade, 11th grade, whatever he was in, and he had a big bachina coming up and he didn't know anything. And he came to Night Seder and he said, uh, Rabbi, what can you tell me in six minutes? He said, what can you tell me in six minutes? That's all he had. <laughs> Whatever we can do in six minutes, that's what I'll get in the Bechino. So um, I happened to, I don't, I don't know what I was doing with $100 in my wallet. Usually it's like a dollar or two, but uh, I, I had a $100 bill in my wallet. And I took it out and I put it on the table and I said, if you sit for the next hour straight without any interruption, this is yours. And he looked at the dollar bill, looked at me, looked at the $100, looked at me, he said, really? <laughs> so I said, I kid you not. I never saw like like he was on fire. Didn't mama didn't come up for air for an hour. Never did it before in his life. No one ever offered him hundred dollars. And um, there's more money you ever saw in one shot. And um, and after an hour, like I said, okay, you can go now. You kept your agreement. And he said, no, 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 we're not finished this thesis yet. It went off like an hour and a half. And then he knew the stuff very well. He found out he had the brain. So he's convinced himself all the years in yeshiva didn't have this such didn't have the brain, nothing. All of a sudden, we found he had a brain. We found he could sit. And, um, and interestingly enough, at the end, uh, we finally finished everything he had to do, and he got up to leave. He, he said, thank you, Rebbe. You really taught me something. You know, this is a game changer. And I said, uh, here's your $100. He said, I'm not taking it. I said, Phew. 
Uh, <laughs> but, uh, now, the truth is that I really offered it to him genuinely, but he, he wouldn't take it. And, um, and this, uh, this young man, without the ability to sit for more than six minutes, who had no brains, is a Rebbe in the yeshiva today, all-star Rebbe. Uh, I hope I had some hand in it. Uh, but he, uh, he said, Mamash turned everything around. He, he, was, he was living with a lie his whole life. In 10th grade, a 15-year-old boy living with a lie. He convinced himself that he can't do it. And uh, we all do that to some degree. And um, so, so the part of Pranasi you got to make, so you got to make. But the question is, how much of that is real? How much of that is invented? Um, that's, really, uh, that's really a difficult question. And um, he, uh, I speak to this young man uh, every, every few years. And Mamish uh, is still a Rebbe. He's a Rebbe now. He's not so young anymore. I'm, saying, I'm not so young anymore. But he's, uh, he's been a Rebbe now for 20 years plus. Uh, has has, has a, a door of Tanidim. So, uh, so the answer to your question is, yeah, there are people who just don't, I, I, it's hard to figure out, even me, Hochem. That's what's, uh, that's what's difficult. Uh, we'll discuss that over Yantiv, I'm sure, at great length. Uh, let's continue the Rambam, though. Uh, speaking of the $100 bill. Uh, the, um, the point is, you've got to get it done. Whether you need an incentive or not is irrelevant. You need an incentive to take an incentive. There's nothing wrong with that. Chaim Velazhna says that you can go your whole life Shalot Shema. The point in life is to raise the bar. You can start off 98% Shalot Shema and raise it to only 90% Shalot Shema and 10% Shema and 15% Shema. It's a work in raising it. You might finish your life and you're 15% Shema. That's Kaladik. It doesn't mean mitayshalosh ma'balashma. Doesn't always mean that uh, that you're going to get to the uh, the spitz of 100 percent lishma. Allah chavah misha nesal libel akayim mitzvah zuka royal liyaz muftur bekesa teira leyasir daito ledvar macherem. Well, yasam alibo sheikna teira ma'ishav akavad kacha. Sometimes it happens, like Eli. You're talking about the case. The guy already has a lot of money. Or he fell into a lot of money. Whatever the case may be, you can have teira gedula makamecha. It's happened in history, but you can't depend on it. Kachi darker shol teira. This means, doesn't mean necessarily, well, the opinion on that. It doesn't mean, it has to be like that. It means even if you have to do this, then it will require this on a list and you'll grow from it and you're not part of it because of it. Key line is the next line. Quote from Chazam. People get overwhelmed. There's so much to learn. Our job is to try to learn as much as you can and know it well. And uh, which is why, you know, we're learning a lachlamaisa. We spend weeks on each simon to at least come out with something that you, uh, that you remember. You can't give up because it's overwhelming. And again, tsar can mean sitting on the floor with pumpernickel bread and salt, which in America no one's doing. People different various degrees, but uh, no one's going hungry. But uh, like you said, Rafi, it's sometimes like you have to push yourself. So fiat uh, tsar could be you're not in the mood, or the golf course is beckoning, or, uh, or you have an ability to make another million dollars that you really don't need, or something like that. So some area of gashmis is not really necessary, and uh, you push yourself anyway. So that's haschar uh, lefiat tsar. Shema Taimer, also a famous mission of us, Allah Chazayin. Shema Taimer, Achay Kabetz Mama and Achsa Beekres. First, I'll make make my fortune, then I'll go learn. And I'll go back to it later. I'll get to it. He says, that doesn't work. There are people who have done it, by the way. But you can't depend on it. First of all, nobody has a contract. 
That's the first problem. I always say over by Shalomel. So um, we learned in the Navi Shir that uh, he had great plans. He had, he had reasons for everything he did, all the mistakes. By Yavala and Kesav Azav. He had grand plans. He was going to bring all the Malchim Asa'ilim to Yishlaim to impress them, which he did, by the way. They were very impressed. Malkashvah and the rest of them. And he's going to marry all the foreign princesses so the Shreya comes to Yishlaim so they could be impressed. He's going to be the Malchim Ashiach. He's going to bring the Gula. It's Kavali. It's an unbelievable plan. Two things went wrong. Two things that we don't control in life. One is his wives. At the end of the day, she comes. I don't mean you can't control your wife. I mean, that, that might be true anyway, but that's not what it means over here. Uh, your wife, rightfully so, she's Sadekas, has an independent mind. If she's not a Sadekas, she also has an independent mind. And the ones he married were, he sort of like, when they, when they were going out for the three seconds, so he said, like, you accept the monotheism? And they said, sure. And then they came with the suitcase with the Zars. So they did tremendous damage to the Ruchni Sakhla Yisrael. And the second problem, which is a bigger problem, is that he needed, if he was going to succeed at all, he needed many decades to get there. And then he died in what we call middle age. So he didn't have a contract. That was the problem. Had he been given another 30, 40 years, maybe he would have accomplished a job. Who knows? But Hashem Dafka didn't let it happen to show that if you're cutting corners halachically for a greater good, it's not going to work. So the point to this is, yes, you can have somebody made a lot of money and then they retire and then they go learn this Gavaldi, but you can't depend on that. That's his point because who knows, uh, who knows how long it takes and who knows how, how long people have. Maybe you'll never get around to it. There's no, there's no mitzvah that's too hard. means that if Hashem gave us the mitzvahs, we're not chumras, mitzvahs, we're capable of doing all of them. But Chazal Darshan, that is referring to Limit Torah. Somebody's a Baal Gaiva. He's uh, uppity. So he'll never succeed in learning. If a guy's stopped traveling all around for no good reason, he's not going to succeed in his learning. Again, he's doing more than he has to. Speaking of the Gaiva, I'm continuing the Allah Water always goes to the lowest place, flows down. It can't be by somebody who is holds a lot of himself. Person who is feels himself. Not that he doesn't know who he is, but he knows that he has so much more to accomplish. Amesha was a big honor, but so is Meishu Avinu. Um, and many great measures in between. That doesn't mean they didn't know who they were. Okay, the greater they were, the more they saw how far they were from their potential. And a person who is like that will always try to learn from others. How much? Whatever he needs. And we're not in this madriga. The Gemara says anybody who uh, is wondering has, has nothing in the freezer, nothing in the fridge, nothing in the cupboard, has his daily bread, is wondering what he's going to eat tomorrow. He's mechaser yamanos. Okay, so we're not in that level. We have fridges and freezers, and extra freezers, uh, and plenty, uh, plenty sitting around. But There's what? There's a practical. The people order their fridges and freezers not because they think that I 
Uh, that's an interesting limitschus. I think that's true, but I think that if we didn't have anything on our freezers, we'd be nervous. Forget the freezer. Well, right? Let's say we wouldn't be nervous. Go to Wesley Kosher. Yeah, I was going to say. Forget the freezer. The freezer is just an example. It's a bank account. Right? If, if it was down to zero, or when it's down to zero, we get nervous. And when it's overdrawn, we get very nervous. Why is that? Hashem got you till here, no one's going hungry yet. So, uh, you know, so the mushal then, they didn't have bank accounts then. So the mushal was, uh, was, was your daily bread. Uh, so the Ramam allows, it's very big. You want to work? That's fine. And in those days, they had to head to handle working uh, the Ramam's uh, balabas, working three hours a day, one nine hours a day. Again, our Moshe Tshuva just says we can't handle that, and the people who are destined for Klikadish need to focus on it uh, as much as they can a full day. But he's okay with Ram says, If he doesn't have what to eat now. Bashar and everything else is for limiter. Again, uh, the question is, uh, <coughs> what can you handle, and how much time do you need to relax? And uh, uh, the Gemara talks about uh, one of the Amaram needed to relax after work after learning for like I don't know, 10, 20 hours straight. So what do you do? Anybody remember that Gemara? What do you do to relax? It wasn't golf. I'll give you a hint. Uh, anybody remember? He went to the shul. And he sat in the back and he answered Yeshmei Rabba and every Amen. It wasn't as taxing mentally and not going to waste his time. He gets his fire, he answers Amen every two seconds. Gavaldi. So if you ever dive in by the early Meyer and you want to come back to relax, later Meyer. That was the, that was his Madrego way to relax. Okay. So it's not for everybody. The question is how much you need and how much time are you investing in your Gashmias versus your, uh, versus your Ruchnias. Uh, what I quoted before um, about the Rambam being misquoted, it starts on Allah Yud, which is the next page, which is in copy, where he talks about in his time, he feels that um, that you should take those uh, two, three hours of working and support yourself, and that way you won't have to come on to anybody else. You'll be self-sufficient, you'll be able to learn the rest of the day and the evening, which for when it worked was Gavaldik. There were Tanaim who did that. Maybe Shua was a blacksmith, you know, the word Tanaim, and the Rambam brings that down. Um, the reason I said it's misquoted is because the Ram in the end of Shemitah Yevil says very clearly, black and white, that anybody is not Sheva Levi Bovad, it's not Sheva Yisachar Bovad, anybody who wants to maktish himself uh, for Klee Kaddish can go and just and, and not do any shtadlis and rely on it. So Ram is not against that musuk. And as I mentioned, Ramayashin is Shuva says that somebody who keeps calling the Ram of something like this who has the Yechelis to learn later night is just Asasi He says, we didn't pass like the Ram then, even the Ram of they argued on him. And, uh, and uh, later on, the brains got smaller and the capacities got smaller. And the panasa was, uh, was schwer. And, um, and Ramosha says, today, anybody who feels that they can learn more and they're worried about the Ramam, he's, he's a very strong lesson. He says, Mam Shasasiyetzer. And there was a, um, there was a, a Gvir who went to a Steinman the past uh, 10 years. A very interesting story. Um, and yeah, from a guy. And, he, and he's a big marketer. He's a big supporter of many yeshivas and many kailim. So um, he, um, obviously he's not there yet, because he asked the following question, but at least he's being honest. So he said, Rosh Hashiva, Baruch Hashem, we have a lot of people learning. He says, maybe we have too many people learning. So Steinman said, maybe we have too many gvir. So what do you mean by that? So everybody understands, there's no thing as too many gvir. The more money there's in class, the better it is. So that we understand. But we don't understand there's no such thing as too many kalim or like. Rav Steinman meant, besides the Pashup shot, what I just explained, is that, and he told this to the guy, he says, do you ever wonder why there's so many gvir? 
Faisal never had this. They have a situation where you, you walk into every shul and there are a few millionaires. Come out with that exception. So they, they never had that. If you found one millionaire in Europe, the war, you won't go check that a couple of industrialists, you know, in Warsaw and, in, uh, and uh, Minsk, and, you know, but uh, we've very not been in And Taka, they had very few people learning because uh, people were starving. So Steinman told them, they said, do you ever wonder something strange going on over here? That there's so much money in Klai Israel? He said, what do you think that's for? And uh, Moshe says the same thing too. A person can, uh, can focus on that. We, have, we don't have the ability to focus on so many things at once. And therefore, Hashem gave us this wonderful gift here in Gulfus America. And it's being, uh, the good news is being used well. People have to understand. Like this, this Gvir, this Gvir is giving away millions of dollars in, uh, I know who the guy was, giving away millions and millions of dollars in Stucker. Just that he needed a little bit of, a, which is why he asked. He said, "Is there is there a number?" He says, "Well, if you want to put a cap on the gavir, we could put a cap on the uh, on the kli kaddish." Hashem keeps giving us more and more in that department. We're supposed to be using it the right way. So, on that note, we'll discuss more of this over Shuas, I'm sure. Uh, on Shuas night, the Mitzvah Shem will be going through Megillus Rus, and then we'll get to some other Yanni Talmud It should be very interesting as usual. So far, nobody fell asleep.